Welcome in to Red Zone Radio. It is great to be here. Great to have you. Just a reminder to listen to Red Zone Radio on the IDU app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere that you get your podcast. All right, we got a big weekend of football to recap. Down goes Alabama. They fall to Texas at home. We'll be recapping that game. NFL Week 1. The NFL was back on Sunday. We'll be recapping some of the biggest games and the biggest headlines in the NFL as well. So stay tuned. That's all coming up on this episode of Red Zone Radio. All right, so Texas went in to Alabama, and they won. They won 34-24. It was a really good game. And something that is really interesting about this game is that two years ago, when Texas A&M beat Alabama, they won on their home field. Remember that upset? And when they won that game, I came on here and I said, there is a stigma now for former assistants or programs that play Alabama that they actually have the belief that they can win. Not that they'd be favored to win and not that they're going to win all the time or even most of the time, but the stigma of them doing it is now gone because of what Texas A&M did. The next year, Alabama went on to lose to Tennessee and LSU on the road. So that stigma is now gone. And they struggled against Texas last year on the road. Now they go into this year and they lose at home. Again, Alabama's still a great program. They could still be in the national championship this year. Their season's not over. But the point is, the stigma of beating them at home or an out-of-conference opponent beating them at home is now over. The belief is there. Just like I believe the same thing for Michigan beating Ohio State two years ago. It's not that they weren't as good of a program as Ohio State for all those years, but the belief just wasn't there. And there are years where Ohio State had more talented teams, but there are also years where Michigan didn't win where they had better teams. Now the belief is there, and they've done it two years in a row and could do it potentially three years in a row. So belief is a powerful thing in sports. It just if if the stigma is there that you cannot do something, and you don't really believe you can do it, you're not going to win. And so if the stigma around Texas this week was you can't go in Alabama and win, and they believe that, they wouldn't be able to go in there and win that game. They really believed that they could win, and they played it. And Quinn, Ewer, Quinn Ewers certainly believed it the way he played. He played very calm, very cool and collected, and it showed. It showed that he was confident in Bryant-Denny Stadium, which is really impressive. So they go into Alabama as an out-of-conference opponent. They go into that stadium, and they get a big-time win for that program. As far as Alabama goes, they could still be in the playoff. I said at the beginning of this year, I'm picking Alabama to be in the playoff. If the hill I die on is that Nick Saban and Alabama does poorly this year, and by poorly I mean win one or two, lose one or two games, then I'll take that chance. And they have lost to Texas, and there's a good chance they don't make the playoffs. They have dropped to number 10 in the AP poll. But regardless of what happens with Alabama this season, something they have got to figure out, very similar to Ohio State in my opinion, is the quarterback situation. Georgia's defense is good enough, in my opinion, and the rest of their team is good enough to where if Carson Beck does not play great this year, they'll be fine. Because when you look at Georgia's blueprint the past couple of years, Stetson Bennett made some big throws, and he was a good quarterback, but it wasn't built around Stetson Bennett making big plays. Alabama and Ohio State's offense the past couple of years with Bryce Young and CJ Stroud and Justin Fields and Tua and Mac Jones They've been built around great skilled players and and great play by the quarterback. 
I don't think their defenses are good enough to have a game manager at the quarterback position. Now, last week, I would have told you Jalen Milrow is a game manager. He looked great last week, and, and he looked great the game he came in against Arkansas last year, but he struggled this game. He threw a couple picks. He he looked uncomfortable. And by the way, he does have Nick Saban as his coach. So I'm not saying that they can't figure it out. This is only week two. But Alabama has a daunting schedule. Uh, it is just LSU, Tennessee. If they make it to the S- Ole Miss, if they make it to the SEC championship, they have to play probably Georgia. And I'm going to say they have to go through all those games without losing. It's not like they can afford one loss maybe to Georgia in the SEC Championship. I think they got to go through all of them without losing because of this loss to Texas now. So it's going to be very interesting to see how the playoff unfolds. I will say this about this college football season. The Pac-12 is doing phenomenal. I want to say something about this college football season that I think is really interesting. You have got so many great teams. I honestly believe most of the time I think there's two, possibly three teams that are just head and shoulders above everybody else. I don't think that's the case this year. I think Georgia and Michigan are probably the favorites. Certainly I think they're the favorites. But it would not surprise me if USC got in the playoff. Washington's playing phenomenal. The quarterback play, this is something that's really important I think for the Pac-12. And really for any teams that are trying to beat the best programs in college football. So if you are a team like Oregon or a team like USC even, as good as Lincoln Riley can recruit, the reality is right now in college football, at the top of the recruiting, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan. In order to beat those guys, even though you might have a a comparable team to them, At the end of the day, if you play them, you're probably just a little less talented. So as great as Texas was going into that Alabama game, their team was probably a little less talented. They probably had a little less depth. If you are a team like Texas or USC or Washington that wants to knock off those teams, something that you have to have is great quarterback play. Quinn Ewers played great. They can knock off Alabama. Michael Penix. Looks phenomenal. And we'll get to Colorado, by the way. They got a 2-0 start. Shadora Sanders, it, it is incredible what Colorado is doing. Now, they have, they've got a tough schedule. They got to play Oregon in a couple weeks. They have to play USC. They've got a tough schedule. But for Colorado fans, just in, uh, you have already doubled your win total from last year. Deion Sanders has come in. He's made that program relevant. And it will be very interesting to see how that season unfolds in the Pac-12. The one concern I would have for the Pac-12 is that I think they're going to cannibalize themselves because they have such depth and so many great teams. But it's going to be really interesting to watch this year. This year of college football is going to be great. And so Colorado doing a phenomenal job. Deion Sanders doing a phenomenal job. All right, let's get to another topic here in the NFL. So week one was yesterday. Really great opening weekend of football. Really great weekend of football around college football. The the Lions dethroned the Chiefs on Thursday. A game that I thought was the best game of the weekend, in my opinion. Dolphins and Chargers. It was a heck of a game to watch. And something I saw in that game, Tyreek Hill's great. 
Okay, there's no understanding that. And the Dolphins, by the way, can go far this year. I said a couple weeks ago, I think they're going to be in the AFC Championship. We'll see how the season unfolds, but I just see that team going really far. Tua is always kind of put in this class of, he's good, but he's not Patrick Mahomes, or he's not Josh Allen, and maybe he's not those guys athletically. But what I saw from yesterday is he was scrambling. He was making plays. He outdueled Justin Herbert, and we all think the world Justin Herbert, rightfully so. He outdueled him in his own stadium, and I know it's not saying much because SoFi Stadium typically gets outsold by the opponents, by the visitors, but it doesn't matter. He outdueled him, and you're like, well, he's got better weapons. Justin Herbert, as as great as he is, he's got a great offensive line. Austin Eckler as his running back, who tore up yesterday, by the way. Tua just kept making play after play, and Tua made mistakes. Make no mistake about it. I'm not trying to say Tua is better than Justin Herbert. But Tua is a great quarterback. The Dolphins, I, I don't think you have to think to yourself, man, is he the guy for the next five or so years? If he stays healthy, and that's a big caveat, okay? But if he stays healthy, he is going to be a top five, top ten quarterback in the league. And of course, you would like to have number one. But when you're the Dolphins and you have Tyreek Hill and you have Jalen Waddle. I don't think there's there is nothing about the Dolphins that I look at. And I'm like, man, if they if they got rid of Tua, it would be so much better. If they got this, if they got Caleb Williams or they got him, Caleb Williams is probably going to be a better pro than Tua, and and that's a bold statement. But Caleb is just such a good prospect. But if you're the Dolphins, Tua is good. It's not like it's not like he is limited, and you just and you're stuck with what you got. He might he's not Patrick Mahomes, okay. There's not many quarterbacks who are. He's not Josh Allen. He might not be even Joe Burrow. I'm I'm saying athletically. I don't. I I would put Joe Burrow as the second best quarterback in the league. But I'm saying athletically wise, he might not even be Joe Burrow. But he can scramble. He can make plays. He is super accurate. And you saw it yesterday in that game. It was a heck of a game to watch. They outdueled Justin Herbert and the Chargers. And I think the Dolphins could go far this year. Another game that was really interesting. The Browns demolished. The Cincinnati Bengals, which I don't know what to make of it because Joe Burrow, for whatever reason, as great as he is, he just struggles against the Browns. He's 1-5 in his career. Deshaun Watson, this is something that I think Browns fans can take away and be happy about. Deshaun Watson, for the first time since he was playing in Houston, and you heard them talk about this. You heard Charles Davis talk about this in the broadcast if you watched the game. He looked loose and was playing kind of free for the first time. He wasn't all tense, and, and he wasn't trying to make a play that wasn't there, and he wasn't. He, he just was playing loose, and it looked like he was finally having fun again. And I'm not, I'm not, listen, I understand a lot of that stuff that happened. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to defend it or, or justify it or, or anything like that. I'm, I'm not, I'm not even speaking on that, but I'm just saying, if the Browns want him moving forward as a good quarterback, strictly in the football sense, then he needs to play that way. He needs to—I think he needs to feel free and, and happy out there on the field. And he looked—he looked like he was having fun again. It looked—it it reminded me, honestly, it reminded me of Deshaun Watson at Clemson. So the Browns—I think the Bengals will be fine. I wouldn't panic if I was a Bengals fan. I know there's a lot of memes about Joe Burrow just became the highest-paid player and all this. I think the Bengals are going to be fine. Cowboys, 
absolutely just poured it on the New York Giants. And, you know, something that's really fascinating about this game is I don't think the Cowboys are going to sustain this level of success, obviously. And everything kind of went right for them. The block kick, the turnover by the defense that led to a touchdown, everything to start off the game looked perfect for the Cowboys. Like, it could not have gone any better. With that being said, the Cowboys this year, and, and you saw it last night, and Chris Collinsworth alluded to it, they have to get Dak involved in the run game if they want to once again be a contender. And I think they did that, and I think they're going to continue to do that. And I think the Cowboys are really going to be right there in the NFC with the Eagles and the 49ers. The Cowboys not only poured on the Giants, who was a divisional opponent, but something that was really interesting about the game is, and the Cowboys have looked really good in the past and then kind of fizzled out in the playoffs. And so I think, whether it's fair or not, I think that's just the treatment people are going to give the Cowboys. But there's no denying that they looked great yesterday. Let's get to the 49ers. For a great, and it really was. It was a great opening weekend of football. College was an opening weekend, but they were great. College week two. And then NFL was great as well. The Another blowout, there were a few blowouts yesterday, though, which is surprising for the NFL. The 49ers blew out the Steelers. I think everyone thought that was going to be a great game. I think Vegas had that at about two and a half. 49ers were favored. The 49ers, and this is something that I have been talking about for a long time. I really respect the 49ers because every summer, every offseason, whether Jimmy Garoppolo or Brock Purdy or Sam Darnold or Trey Lance, people bash them for the Trey Lance trade. People bash them for their quarterback controversy. People bash them in Kyle Shanahan for whatever reason they can. But the reality is the San Francisco 49ers are contenders, as they have been for, oh, I don't know, about the last five years, except for the COVID year where they got destroyed by injuries. People act like Kyle Shanahan underperforms in the playoffs. He's made it to the NFC Championship and the Super Bowl. He's made it to two NFC Championships. He's made it two. He, he's won an NFC championship. He made it to two other NFC championships, and then on top of that, he made it to a Super Bowl. And people are like, "Oh, he underperforms. He can't get it done in the big games." Listen, the 49ers under Kyle Shannon have been. I can certainly make an argument the second best, but if you want to say, "Well, they haven't won a Super Bowl," you cannot argue they're not top three at the worst, a top five team and franchise in the last five years. They have been unbelievable what they've been able to do. And everyone's like, oh, I wish they would settle on a quarterback. Kyle Shanahan chose Brock Purdy and chose Jim Garoppolo for a reason, so that he can pay other great players. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And you saw it yesterday. They were so physically dominating. By the way, they weren't physically dominating to like a finesse team. They were physically dominating to the Pittsburgh Steelers, whose whole identity and history is based around physically dominating teams. They dominated the line of scrimmage. They dominated the Pittsburgh Steelers. Heck of a game by the 49ers. And they are going to be, I guarantee you, at worst, they will be in the NFC Championship this year. I think the 49ers are really, they should be much more respected. And like I said, people batched them, for, and I talked about this a couple weeks ago, people batched them about the 49ers, Trey Lance trade. People batched the 49ers about the Trey Lance trade. And yes, I'm not going to deny that they made a mistake, but the reason why people are like, oh, why are they getting away with this and why, does it, why don't they get criticized more? Because they win games. That is the ultimate cure 
to any problem in sports, drama in the locker room, bad decisions by the GM, coach and player drama, quarterback drama, whatever the drama is or whatever the story is, the narrative behind a team that has something like that going on, if you win the games, even teams with interim head coaches, if they win their games, it doesn't matter because the media can't keep attacking a team that is successful. It just doesn't happen. And so that's why the 49ers people are like, they get away with all these bad trades and, and, and quarterback controversy. They win their games. The media cannot attack a team who wins their, who win their games. It's just really hard to do. Another game that has yet to be played will be played tonight on Monday Night Football. The Jets and the Bills, Aaron Rodgers and Josh Allen. That's going to be a heck of a game, heck of a matchup. First look really at this Jets with team with Aaron Rodgers. I know we get a look in the preseason, but it's the first time it's going to be full goal, no breaks. It's really going to be interesting to see. I cannot wait to see this game. Two great quarterbacks. I'm going to pick the Jets because I, here's the thing with the Jets. And and I said this about the Dolphins. I think there's a good chance we see the Dolphins and the Jets in the AFC Championship this year. I'm really high on both of those two teams. I'm really high on the Jets, and I'm fully aware. Like I said before, they could they might have me hook, line, and sinker, and they might end up being a big hype train that that fails. But I think the Jets are just extremely loaded at the receiver position, extremely loaded on the defensive side of the ball, and extremely loaded at the quarterback position. Now. This is where I think I'm making a mistake, and I kind of know it, but I'm 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 just kind of passing it up, I guess, because I think the Jets are so talented. You will not find a Super Bowl winning team in the last decade that has a bad offensive line. So, even though we don't know what the Jets' offensive line is, and even though there's reports that it's struggling, it it, it doesn't necessarily have to be great. You got Aaron Rodgers, you got those weapons on the outside. It doesn't have to be great, but it cannot be bad. And so as I, I'm going to trust that the Jets figure out their offensive line. That's the question mark, and I'm going to trust that, and I'm going to go all in on the Jets. And I think we're going to have a Jets-Dolphins AFC Championship. I know if you're listening to this, you're like, that's crazy. What about the Chiefs? What about the Bills? What about the Bengals? To be honest with you, as great as all those teams are, I just think the Dolphins are ready to explode, and I think and I think the Jets under Aaron Rodgers, we, they, they're kind of an enigma. We don't know what they're going to be. I think they are going to be really good, and I think they're going to win tonight's game. But we will see what happens. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Regen Radio. Have a great day, and I'll see you next time on Red Zone Radio.